today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. April 28th, which uh, should send a red flag if you have not filed your taxes yet, uh, because April 30th is the deadline. Now, I know know last year there was an extension. The government, the federal government gave us an extension. I think it was the first week of June, if I recall, uh, because of the pandemic and and because everybody was just otherwise occupied, shall we say. Uh, But no such extension this time. Uh, You've got, uh, well, two more days to file if you haven't already done so. And it can rather be onerous because of some of the things that have happened over the last 14 months. Uh, A lot to know, a lot to get some advice about. And to that end, we're so pleased to welcome to the program our good friend Don Fox. Uh, Don is uh, principal at IG Wealth Management with the Fox Group. Uh, Great to hear your voice again, Don. I was going to say, I'm a producer. I haven't seen you for a while. I haven't seen anybody for a while since we've been working from home. But uh, good to have you back on the show today. Well, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's not often we get to see anybody live these days. Sometimes yeah, a little, pretty... little, little square in a screen, but... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just starting to master that now, so I'm getting the hang of that stuff, too. Uh, this is crazy time for you. I appreciate you taking some time. When we get toward the last couple of days of April, uh, a lot of people say, oh, geez, I forgot all about that, and, and then that's when you get these hurried phone calls, like, what do I do? What do I do? And this is a, a rather unusual year. This is really the first pandemic uh, tax form we're going to be filing, isn't it? It is, and then last year, it all, you know, it seems like yesterday we were filing our tax return because, as you mentioned earlier, that with the extension to September, September all of a okay. sudden it goes September, and now we're back in April, and there was no extension this year. And there's some, you know, with the CERB being paid out, there was no tax taken off on that originally, and so, you know, some people may have have to pay income tax, and they may not have planned for it. And then later on, they did change it. I think they took a 10% withholding tax, which they might get a refund if they didn't know that much money. Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why, I, and I've advocated this, and of course you guys do such a great job on, on, on the program when you're on CHML, but on a daily basis about this, where you really need to get advice and somebody who knows uh, what's going on and new changes, because there's so much different this year. And, and as you mentioned, Don, even if you did wait till September to file last year, that was your 2019 taxes. Well, that didn't the, the, the pandemic didn't impact that that money that those taxes. This one does, uh, as you mentioned, because of the CERB, because of a whole bunch of other programs. Programs that different governments have put in play here, uh, some tax credits uh, for working at home. Uh, there's a whole lot going on here that wasn't going on uh, it was six months ago even. Absolutely. And the tax credits, they really have the simplified version and the, uh, call it the more onerous way of figuring out home expenses because a lot of people um, spent, you know, in excess of 200 days working from home or even part days working from home. So if you just want the simple version, you can now claim $400 on your tax return without having to go through square footage and and uh, how much electricity and cable bills etc but if you feel that it's you know based on the square footage and and the expenses incurred at home it was worth more than a four hundred dollar deduction then uh albeit uh, go for it it was interesting my daughter did both ways and she was <laughs> as it turned out she wasn't all that pleased uh she thought she was going <laughs> to get a lot more by going the long version and it ended up being a seven hundred dollar you know, credit versus a 400 worked out to like $70 difference. And uh, the time to get all the bills to come up with that $70 wasn't necessarily worth it for. But anyhow, it's always an interesting exercise. Well, and that's an interesting point, because I think a lot of people, you know, when they, when they have to make a decision like this, uh, when they say that's a tax credit, you can't just say, okay, here are my expenses. Here's the here's my hydro bill. Here's my cable bill. If you're working from home, you know, because of the increased, uh, you don't get, you don't get that back dollar for dollar, do you? No, not at all. And it's just a, it's basically a credit's at 20%. And a deduction is based on your tax bracket. 
So if you make, uh, say, 100000 a year, you're in a 43% tax bracket. So therefore, $100 would save you $43, but a $100 credit would only save you $20. Uh, which is why, I mean, the, maybe one that people could relate to because it's been around for a long while is the, is the medical expenses uh, tax credit that's been in play for some time right now. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a hard dollar figure that you can claim as a, as a tax credit. If you want to go down that road of saying, well, gee, I'm on this medication and this medication, uh, it's, as your daughter found out, there's a lot of math involved in this and a lot of homework, uh, and it may not make much of a difference at the end of the game. Well, the medical one's really tricky. In fact, yeah. I, I, I do keep my hands in a, a few tax returns a year, and I do my in-laws and my mother and, my, and, my, and my, our family, just to make sure I keep, uh, keep on top of everything here. And the medical one, you generally want to claim it on the lowest earner. And now, that being the case, that's normally the school thought, because it's, there's a threshold. The first 3% of their earnings, you don't get any credit for. So if they make $30,000, the first 3%, which is $900, if, you're, if your medical expenses were only 900 for the year, there is no deduction at all or no credit. So you have to go, it's only the amount over that threshold. And so normally you, you make sure you put that on the lower income spouse. But in the case uh, I just did this uh, myself, it actually made sense to put it on the higher income spouse because we were able to get the income down to zero, the, the mm. taxable income to zero. So you need to try both ways. If you are doing this by yourself, it is a little tricky. And there's even these uh, what they call optimization buttons on your tax program, and those can be quite useful. There's one for splitting income between for pension income, and there's also one for splitting your medical deductions to find the optimi- optimal spot and how much you should share or who should take it. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that. I got it on my, my list of things to ask Don today. Uh, <laughs> these computer programs and things of this nature. I mean, uh, this is a very difficult exercise for a lot of people, unless you know they're just number savvy and things like this. Uh, are, are those programs are, are they efficient and are they up to date on, on the sorts of things that you need to know? Yeah, they're extremely efficient. Um, that being said, funny enough, the optimization, but it turned out a better route. I did it three different ways. But you know what? Um, they, they generally are always right. The optimization is really tricky because they keep moving money back and forth to see wh- wh- where the ideal amount that should be claimed on one spouse versus the other spouse. And this is all about income splitting. So, but the, generally speaking, um, they're user-friendly. It, you know, but the problem is that for most people, they only do one tax return a year. So by the time the next year rolls around, you've, already, you've quite often forgotten how you did it last year. Yeah. So this is where if you do use a service, an accountant or a, a tax preparer, they're doing hundreds of these a year. So they can whiz through these in probably a tenth of the time that you would take. But if you like to have your, you know, get your hands dirty and work this out yourself, you can. The other way is to use the government program, which is their telephone service. And it's again, it, that would be a T4 slip, a very simple return, maybe an RSP. You plug in the numbers, and that's also quite good. And you can use your telephone to do it. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, in past years, I know there's some people that will say, "Well, these Canada Revenue folks, you know, they're not going to be there to help you." Uh, they're pretty nice. I mean, if you owe them a lot of money and you're not paying it, I mean, I, I understand they can get a little antsy, but I mean, I, I get that. But if you call with a question, usually uh, when you finally get through to somebody, and that may only take you four or five days, but when you finally do, they're they're actually pretty good about this. Yeah, no, they're. Their idea is to try to make sure you are claiming as much as you can. In fact, uh, I, I just spoke with a client just before this call, and they actually worked out that they had missed an RSP deduction and uh, carried it forward to the following year, which helped my client uh, 
on that particular case. So they found an error themselves that they made. Um, so yes, they're they're not out to. They're only there to get people to pay the proper amount of income tax. That being said, they normally they're not going to do the income splitting for you. No, they they aren't going to do any tax planning for you. And this is the big difference. Like at this stage of the game, we're the last two days. We are now looking at what we did in 2020. Well, really, what we should be doing now is what are we going to do to lower your tax for 2021? And that's where well, really what I do is as, as a financial planner, saying how can we adjust things to help next year's tax return? Because we can't really change too much last year. We can yeah. maybe help you a little bit on the tax return side. But really, the big changes can be done right now with some proper planning. Uh, I, I was, here's the next thing. I, I said, this may sound very elementary to most people, but uh, the importance of actually filing the return and filing it on time. First of all, let's let's do that in two parts. First of all, filing the return. Uh, if you're, for instance, uh, somebody who has benefited from some of these programs, like CERB, for instance, like a lot of people did, uh, you got to file a tax return, or you're not quite, you're not going to get your money. Uh, same thing with, uh, I guess, old age pension. Any of these government programs, you, they need to have your form on, on file, don't they? Yes, they're they're basing um, social benefits based on income, and so that may change um, if your income's too high. The other is if you owe money. If you if you decide you're going to file this uh, Monday instead of Friday, there's a five percent penalty immediately. So I would any listener out there right now, and if you do owe any money. Even if you don't even have the money available to pay the government, make sure you file. Don't pay them. There's no 5% penalty that way. They'll bill you later. Yes, there'll be interest, but the interest is a far, far less than any 5% penalty. And they don't forget you, by the way. If you just say, oh, come on, I'm just one guy, all these other people <laughs> in Canada, uh, they, 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 they will find you eventually, and they'll ask you, hey, uh, Don, uh, what's going on? Uh, Absolutely. I, I understand. Way, way back when I was a student, I, I made enough money to pay tax, but come you know April, that's that's your summer job hasn't started yet. I didn't have the money to pay the government, so yeah. I still file the income tax return, and then once my you know job kicked in, I'd have the money later to pay them, and I had to pay a little bit of interest, but it was far less than the five percent penalty. So definitely get that tax return in in the next couple of days. You got till midnight Friday to get it in. What about people that are in that scenario, Don? And, and it could be, as you say, because they're new to the workforce or, uh, let's face it, challenged in the workforce because of some of the things that have happened. Maybe they've been laid off a couple of times and uh, you can't pay it. Maybe, you know, you get the, the work done and you owe a, a certain amount of money and you, say you just don't have it. What are the options for them? Well, the, I guess there's the use the bank of the government would be the first one. So file the tax return, avoid the 5%, as I mentioned. But the interest rate they charge isn't credit card interest rates, okay? So they're reasonably fair. I'm not quite sure what the rate is right now, but I would suspect it's around 7 8%. I didn't look that up, but uh, it's not terrible. And so if you owe $10,000, as an example, it's only the interest accrued after April 30th. So 10000 and if it was 7%, that works out to $58 a month in interest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if it took you a couple months to get the money together, no problem. And you don't have to necessarily pay it all at once. They would love to have it paid all at once, but that's another, you can pay it in pieces. And uh, the other option is you use your own line of credit, because if you do have a line of, uh, say, a home equity line of credit, most of those are at prime plus a quarter right now. Yeah. And with interest rates at 2.45%, you're only paying 2.7% to borrow money which is a lot better than the government's rate of, re- rate of interest. Yeah, and I mean, you're paying yourself back, but you, yeah, you're saving 4% interest rate there. That, that makes all kinds of sense, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So just use the line of credit. I, I, and, and again, 
This is where, again, having a financial planner to make sure you're prepared for next year. So the hardest thing is when you owe tax for last year and you still got to start paying for tax for this year. So it's a bit of a you know, double whammy if you get behind the eight ball. So you, you, want, you do want to keep abreast of this. Yeah, it, I, I, this is not okay. Here, here comes the, the push for the advertisement. But uh, the, the stuff that you guys on a, on a daily basis. I mean, this is tax time. But I mean, you can't just wait until April 29th and say, okay, I got to worry about how can I make a better financial plan so I don't have to pay tax. Uh, that's a long discussion, and it takes a, a game plan. And, and you know, I guess you see the fruits of, the, of that discussion those on, on April 30th when you're finally doing your taxes. Uh, but it's always a good idea to talk to a, a financial professional like yourselves uh, to get that sort of advice so you can make sure that you're doing what needs to be done to make but i guess really to put yourself in the best position well you couldn't ask for a better plug than that bill thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, you, you said a nutshell of what we do and again it's tax planning starts the year before you have to pay and so there's so many little things that people aren't aware of um one i often see for example is one spouse is uh, say getting canada pension plan of a hundred hundred dollars a month and the other spouse is getting a thousand a month and then think, and and they think, well, because you're able to split your can your pensions, it'll just get split. Canada Pension Plan is one that is not split on the tax level, tax return level. You actually have to go to Service Canada, ask to have it split. So in that particular case, if one's a thousand, one's a hundred, that's eleven hundred dollars combined. You both would get five hundred and fifty dollars. Well, if you're in different tax brackets, that extra five hundred dollars that you, you get to move from one low tax return, for, say from a higher tax return to a low tax return, that could save 40%. Uh, not, sorry, 30%. Well, 30%, 30% on uh, 500 bucks, you know, it's a reasonable amount of money. So it's $150 sure. per month in tax savings by splitting your Canada pension plan. But this has to be done by actually visiting, again, Service Canada to get this done. And, and if you don't know, and if you just didn't hear our conversation, uh, a lot of people aren't going to know that. And that's, that's the whole problem. And like I say, I've, I've had to call Revenue Canada over the years a couple of different times about questions. And they're very friendly and they're very nice and they answer the questions. Uh, but they won't give you that sort of advice about uh, some of the other options that you've got to try to save yourself some money. Uh, they're not going to try to rip you off, but they're not going to give you any of the, the shortcuts that you might want to take, uh, which is why you really need to get that financial advice. Because there's a lot going on, especially this year, isn't there? There's so many moving parts, absolutely, Bill. Like we're, you know, you got extra deductions this year that you normally wouldn't have. Um, and and it's just I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people are, are just finding time is it's almost Groundhog Day-ish. And time's zipping by. The next thing you know, it's, wow, we got to get our tax return in. And it's just hard. This is, again, hopefully you're very disciplined, the listeners, and, and, you're, and you're doing some due diligence beforehand because this obviously this isn't the time to all of a sudden start doing your planning two days before you've got to get your tax return in. So, no, it's, a, it's important. It's an important exercise, and some people are very uh, disciplined. That's great. And I, I have a, you know, a lot of accountants as clients, so they certainly know what's going on. But still, it's nice to have that third party to make sure it's orchestrated properly so that come this time of year, you're not paying extra tax. Well, if like a lot of other people, they probably do the tax, uh, Don, and, and, and you know, on, on April 30th and say, geez, that, that's, uh, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> May, May 1st, first thing, May 1st, I'm going to talk to a financial advisor, and you put it off and you put it off until the next April 29th. Uh, so, you know, if there's a takeaway from this, aside from the fact that you get your taxes done by April 30th, uh, is, is 
if you want to talk to a financial advisor, uh, follow through on that because it's amazing uh, the difference it makes. I mean, the, the people that have done it and not. And I, I know there's a lot of people listening right now that do their own and they get all the, 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 the shortcuts and everything else. And God bless you if you can do that, if you've got a mind for that. But for most of us, as you say, this has been one heck of a year to begin with. And this is one extra burden a lot of us just don't want to have to face right now. So uh, do it. Get it done. And, and if you need to talk to some, some financial advisors, uh, the people like Don uh, around that can actually help you in situations like that and give you some advice or at least point you in the right direction uh, with what's happening. Uh, I assume you filed yours. You've, you've been a very diligent citizen over the years, so you're ready to go. I'm getting mine done today, uh, as it turns out. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. I'm actually uh, across the office all printed out, ready to go. I just haven't uh, dropped it off into the box yet. So yeah. um, generally speaking, that normally means I would owe a little bit of tax, which is the case. So I'm not in any rush to put it in the mail yet. <laughs> but uh, owing a little tax just means you didn't take off enough during the year. And it's uh, not. And perhaps your income went higher for whatever reason. Uh, owing a little tax isn't a terrible thing. Everybody says they want to get this tax refund. And that just means you overpaid the government during the year. And therefore, you're going to get a refund, some of your own money back. Um, it's kind of nice to get that refund, and it's. Uh, but some years uh, you get a refund, some years you don't. It doesn't mean that it was the tax return was done improperly. It just that means you underpaid during the year. That's all. Exactly. Don, great to get your advice. Thanks so much. I know it's really busy for you guys uh, always, uh, every day, not just around tax time, but I, I really appreciate the time today. Stay well, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Bill. It's been great chatting with you. Take care. Don Fox, of course, principal at IG Wealth Management and the Fox Group. And uh, they've got a, a, actually a radio show that's on every Saturday morning on 900 CHML uh, that's uh, always worthwhile to listen to to get some advice about some of the stuff that Don was just talking about. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.